With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Off the Hook. Bearing on OffTheHookSports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off the Hook podcast at OffTheHookSports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off the Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. And what really matters about Tennessee athletics. Always available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Always available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. It is a game day edition of Off the Hook Sports with me, Dave Hooker, and Amanda LaFrada. We want you to hit that like and subscribe button and be a part of the crew. Thank you very much. Those that have us pushing 500 YouTube subscribers, pretty phenomenal. I want to say a special thank you to Amanda, because without her, that wouldn't even be a fifth of the number, a tenth of the number, one-twentieth of the number. I'm bad with fractions. Amanda, good morning. How are you? Doing well, Dave. How are you? That is game day lipstick if I've ever seen it. That is bright. Uh, it's fiery. Um, I, I like it. I like it's your. Orange. Is it or is it orange? Okay. Orange. I, I've never told you, but I'm I am a little a little bit colorblind. It's orange. It's orange. So you are all you. Okay, I'm not gonna say all ball. As Amanda no. is very open and honest about the fact that she went to Alabama, and still roots for Alabama, but. Uh, She's wearing orange on a game day. I never thought I would see that. I told my friend I'd do it. So, all right. Well, uh, thoughts. Go, Walt. go ahead. Go Walt. Go ahead and jump on board now on our chat board. And we have a monster show lined up today. John Adams of the Knoxville News Sentinel will join us. Also coming up, we'll visit with Jacob Warren and Tennessee's tight end, and Cooper Mays, Tennessee's center. 
All of that you can find at offthehooksports.com as we visit with those guys weekly, as well as uh, Josh Ward of the Sports Animal, who will join us tomorrow. That's all on offthehooksports.com. You'll hear it during this show. But there's a lot of info on this show today that uh, you want to be sure and tune in each and every day because we're going to have a breakdown of Ball State here momentarily and predictions for the upcoming season. So, want to get to the prediction, the down at dirty at 30, and that's brought to you by our friends at Bassey's Lawn and Garden. Bassey Lawn and Garden is absolutely incredible when it comes to industrial mowers, when it comes to residential or commercial mowers. They are for you. That's Bassey Lawn and Garden. So, Amanda LaFrada, the down and dirty is Tennessee, roughly 34. You know more about gambling than me. So, which line would you go with or would you shop them if you were a bookmaker where would you put the line and let me tell you then what if i think they'll cover or not and then i want to see obviously if you think they'll cover or not okay so if i were a bookmaker i would put the line at 36 and the only reason i say that is because i feel like a lot of people are real gung-ho about Tennessee, and rightly so However, I feel like they would take the over, and I don't think Tennessee would cover. Fair. I'm surprised you have it that high at 36, and we completely agree because I would have had it at about 35 and a half. That was the number that I was going to throw out this morning. I think it settled at about, what, 32 and a half, 33 and a half? Um, Something around there. This is a Tennessee team that wants to prove that all the off- – the preseason and offseason expectations is for real. I don't think they're going to overlook Ball State. Now, I do want to give you a quick preview of Ball State. Ball State's a, a, an interesting team before we get to our predictions for the season. And I'll go ahead and just tell you how many games Tennessee's going to win this year. And so will Amanda. And that you don't even have to watch this season. But go ahead and enjoy it. You might as well. So th- this is a Ball State team that uh, – quite frankly, is just not very good. Uh, Amanda, I I dove into that early this morning, and it's a team that returned a ton of starters to last year's team, but then they struggled, and they weren't very good. So there's no – I just don't see any Georgia State type of scenario where you know Georgia State has an, an awful lot of athletes. They can catch an Auburn or a Tennessee on a bad day. I don't see that at all. Now that's why they that's why they happen, obviously, man. There's App State and Michigan. But I just don't I don't see any scenario in which Ball State is even competitive in the middle of the third quarter. You? No, there's there's no way. Tennessee has a lot more depth this season <clears throat> than they did last season. And I just don't see them hanging around with them very often. However, I think it will be a good look to see how well Tennessee's defense performs. That's where I'm a little iffy. I think their defense will be better. I don't know how much better they'll be. But considering Kentucky just destroyed – or Kentucky, sorry, Vanderbilt just destroyed Hawaii this past weekend, now I'm a little – I don't know, but Hawaii is terrible, like terrible, terrible, like completely rebuilding an entire team and not rebuilding in the Saban capacity, not even rebuilding in the Tennessee capacity, rebuilding it like from the ground up. So, no, I'm at, 
Yeah. And by the way, I, I, I failed to mention my grandmother always said, I want to go to the, the 49th and 50th state. And she would always say Alaska and Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> she was so cute. Uh, I miss you, Granny. Uh, so as far as this Ball State team, uh, Mike Nye enters his seventh season. So they were 7-1, uh, a MAC championship, and uh, the program's first ever bowl victory in 2020. So, and then you come back, uh, most of the key players, like I mentioned, are back for last season, and they go 6-7. and seven. So I don't know what to make, Amanda. I was purely in, in, in working in digital marketing at the time. I don't really know what to make of the 2020 season. And in, in some ways in sports, I kind of blank it out of my mind. A lot can of people you, do. Can you get, well, can you give me some perspective? I mean, do you, I'm not asking you specific perspective on Ball State, but how many records do you just throw out the window, good or bad, that you're like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it was COVID. I mean, see, yeah. I personally don't want to throw anything out on the 2020 season, considering Alabama won a national title. Sure. That season. So, and I, and I think, and I think that speaks, I'm sorry. I think that speaks to Nick Saban's prowess to be able to navigate that. Go ahead. I mean, I'm sure, but you know, I don't think there's much more that could speak, speak to Nick Saban's prowess. I think he's, everyone knows who he is. Everyone knows how great he is. And that's just the end of that. But as far as COVID goes, it's, I mean, that was a weird, weird, weird season. I mean, we had conferences trying not to play, like coming out of the gate going, we're not, mm, Big Ten came out, we're not going to play this season. And then Notre Dame was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not going to go along with that. And the ACC was like, we're not going to go along with that. And the SEC was like, finally. That's what we've been saying. So they actually got the games played. But, I mean, the rest of it seemed pretty normal. I mean, you just take out, what, the the average fan experience pretty much, and that was about it. Well, I, I, I'll rely on you. Um, the, I, we were, I was – I and sports were in a way uh, different place back then. So – uh, in in terms of uh, the game tonight, who are some key players that y- you want to see stand out? And and actually, before I get to that, sorry for being phonetic, frenetic, but let me go back to the the defense because you brought up a great point. The defense needs to be better. Would you take a C or C plus right now? You'd certainly take a B, but you'd probably take a C or C plus. So let small state, you wouldn't. No, I mean overall as a season, right? Oh, okay, yes. Okay, so my my question for you is how do we define a a good outing by the defense? Okay. How do we define that? Is it just points? Is it more players playing? Because at the end of the day, this you and I agree this is probably gonna be thirty six plus points. How would you define a good day by Tennessee's defense? So a good day to me by Tennessee's defense. I would like to see not as many points, obviously, low low points. But I would also like to just watch 
and look at the coverage downfield. I'd like to look at, you know, the line. I would like to, to look at how they're physically stacking up against a team like Ball State because that tells you a lot more than the stats will. I mean, especially when it's in like your fourth quarter and you have your third string in, which is hopefully where we're going to go with this. When that happens, the stats get skewed a lot more because you have a third string in against, you know, a, a not so great team, but you wouldn't have your third string in there if you weren't playing such a not so great team. So I would like to see stats can, stats can tell you a lot, but they can also also be skewed a lot as well. So I would like to see, just watch how the first team goes against this and, and see how the coverage is, see how the line is just, just watch if they're completely dominant then I would have no no issues going forward, I don't believe. Go ahead, and I want score predictions, and we're going to go to that throughout the day. Okay, so I want score predictions, and if you want to leave a message of how I can contact you, then the closest one wins a hooker T-shirt. By the way, those are going to be on special for game day. You'll be able to pick those up at offthehooksports.com. You'll see the link. And we're going to spread the word about that today. But the closest to the actual score will indeed win a hooker T-shirt. I'll let you pick the color. How sweet is that? Uh, the mattress place, 22 years on Chapman Highway, Marine Corps veteran-owned, A-plus accredited member of the Better Business Bureau, over 225 five-star reviews on Google. No gimmicks, just 30 to 70% off each and every day. So let me see your score predictions now on the chat and we would love to do that get to today's tough question here is how i am going to define amanda success a good day by tennessee's defense it's not points what well, kind of it's not yards but it is points during hooker okay so whenever hooker is pulled then you know the mindset of the coaches are this game is in hand all good here, okay? So at that point, what is the score? How many points has Tennessee given up? How many yards have they given up? That's going to be your first-team defense because you're going to see similar substitutions on the defensive side of the ball because nobody wants to get hurt against Ball State. So that's how I'm going to define it. At the end of the day, if he's pulled halftime, mid-third quarter, whenever that is, if it is a game, uh, into the fourth quarter, fourth quarter, but that's how I want to define it at the end of the day. And that that's how I'm going to look at it and determine success. John says 56 to 13 Tennessee wins. That would be absolutely monstrous. John also said, what do you think about Hendon breaking Peyton's TD record for the season? I think he stands a great chance. Um, yeah, I do too. I mean, I, let me look at that record because it is – pretty amazing to compare the two because they're completely different amanda but i mean this this is a totally different day and age of football so that's my problem with it is that like the it's i'll give you an example of an issue that i have with um the breaking of the records and whatever michael phelps has it has the record for gold medals especially in swimming now if they are allowed to wear these like full bodysuit things that people want to wear. That makes them a lot faster. His record's getting broken, but 
it's not fair because he wasn't allowed to wear it. So that's that's kind of my my issue when things change so much and like the offenses change and and it's more of a you know fast pace hurry up defense is less important I'm not saying it's not important but it's a lot less important than having a dynamic offense in this you know day and age of football that's when I look at the record and I say oh like if you break a record are you really doing the same thing that Peyton Manning did or are you just in a more fortunate situation in which the offense is then you know, rules the roost here. No, I completely agree. And, you know, all the NFL records are going to be goofy too because they added a game. So, I mean, all of those, you, you just kind of have to take it with, with with the grain of salt, so to speak, because could Hendon Hooker break Peyton Manning's touchdown uh, single-season record? Yes, he could. But the game has changed so much since 1997 there's really not much of a comparison uh between the two so uh tennessee tonight uh seven o'clock kick and we've got the latest on off the hooksports.com certainly want you to check that out and again give us your score predictions and we'll continue to uh give out some shirts how about that don says 55 to 6 is his prediction gene 40 eight to ten i'm i don't know about breaking the 50 i don't know about breaking 50 that it depends on how long i don't think hypo's gonna keep hooker in that long Agreed. to break it i just don't i i mean i hope he doesn't because i think that that's not a, a great idea to be honest i just don't think he's gonna keep him in that long to break you know 50 points you pull him at some point like you're not Urban Meyer, you're not trying to run up the score to high heaven. Like you're just you're gonna pull him at some point. Well, there's a lot of people that are glad they aren't Urban Meyer. There's a lot of people that are glad they're not married to Urban Meyer. Uh, Zul Beer Company is the official craft beer. Shots fired uh, of off the hook sports. Zul Beer Company, uh, panoramic view of downtown Knoxville. You're gonna love. Zool Beer Company. So uh, check them out. They're worldwide award-winning beer and a great panoramic view. Great place to hang out in uh, downtown Knoxville. So um, um, Amanda, as far as today's tough question, I have zero idea which way you'll go, but I, I would predict that it might have something to do with the Tennessee game. We shall see. Today's tough question is now. We do our research. Have you done your research? We're working like heck. Today's tough question. What's the real debate? You sipping my soup, Guadalupe? Exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker and Amanda LaFrada. You drinking my sake, Kimosabi? Oh my God. All right, Amanda LaFrada, what do we have? Today's tough question question ma'am so it's going to be how long do you think Kenan Hooker stays in today's game mm, saucy so what? it'll be or I guess we can change it to when do you think Kenan Hooker will be pulled out of today's game you realize you're giving Ball State bullets and board material Joking. Yeah, I don't think anybody's worried about that. Not <laughs> no one's no one's upset. That's just an, a realistic question. <laughs> it is. All right. So how are you breaking it down though? 
Because to me, the mm-hmm. answer, the only two options are third and fourth quarter. Not necessarily. To be honest, though, also with the Ball State thing, I'm sure their coaches are sitting there going, when are they going to pull Hendon Hooker? Let's go ahead and prepare for this. <laughs> I just stare They are. You know they are. You know they're sitting over there going, okay, when is um, this going to happen? Um, Amanda's occasional uh, glimpse of reality is a part of the reason I'm so fond of her because – Yes, football coaches do think like that. They do look at the schedule just like us and say, that's going to be a tough one. That's a surefire win. That's a swing game. Football coaches do that. So do players. But people think, no, one game at a time because that's what they're told in press conferences. No one thinks that. (laughs) If if it was one game at a time, you wouldn't have issues. Like when when you see like, oh, upset alert. You know, Ohio State's struggling to get against Rutgers or whatever. You wouldn't have those issues when you know Ohio State's clearly a far superior team, but then they have where whoever the next Penn State or you know Michigan State or Michigan the next game after that. You're not seeing them at their best because they're not focused on the game at hand. Let's be honest; it's not because Rutgers is a better team. It's because they're not focused on this game and they're looking ahead. Happens all the time. Very true. Uh, very true. So how are we breaking this up? Today's tough question. So I think I will say, when do you think Kendon Hooker will be pulled? Okay. And, when? Okay. And it'll be mid-second quarter. I know that seems like a long shot. But mid-second, end of second, mid-third, end of third. She's smarter than me. That's why she does this stuff. Uh, so go ahead and get on board with today's tough question. What would you say? Mid third. I'm going to be more specific. I'm going to say after one drive in the second half. Uh, well, see, you're doing the saving. I'm doing the what? The saving. That's what he does. Oh, okay. Uh, I. Yeah, that's because you want to go. It makes sense. I didn't. Maybe it's because I wrote about them all last year. I didn't really realize that. But um, yeah, you go. You want to go through the rhythm of halftime, making adjustments. You want to get better for better teams down the line. So that that makes a whole lot of sense. That well, do you want to put that in there instead? No, I, I totally like the way you did it. Um, well, I mean, I feel like that's a better option than mid second quarter. I'm down with that. So let's let's throw it up there, see what people think. And again, give me your score predictions on the game and uh, give me a way to contact you. If I can contact you via YouTube or reply, I will hook you up with the T-shirt. Whoever's closest after tonight's game will win a hooker T-shirt. It is all the rave. Uh, Jimmy says they'll put Hendon once Tennessee is up by six touchdowns. Whew. Yeah, they're pulling Hendon then. Hmm. So they might not be pulling Hendon. They pull Hendon Hooker out of the game once Tennessee is up by six touchdowns. Exactly. Okay. I wouldn't leave him in that long. No, no, I wouldn't. But I'm saying like six touchdowns is 35 points. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, it's 42. 42. Is it 42? 
Why did we both struggle with the math? That's what I was confused about. I was like, wait, I was, what? I was telling Amanda for the show. I almost got ran off the road so uh, this morning. So maybe that's why. But I can't do math. But that's 42 points. Yeah, five times seven is 35. Dear God. Okay, every every college professor I've had in calculus and everything is just probably, I don't know, crying somewhere in a corner. But yes, 42. I don't, oh, if you don't pull him before you're up by 42. I, I would too. I mean, my magic number probably, depending on where it is in the game, is probably like 30. 28 was mine. 28? Yep. We're agreeing way too much this morning. Um, so let's let's go ahead and uh, throw that up there. I th- uh, did it just go up? It's going up now. Yeah, right. Sweet. I got an alert. Uh, we hit just John says smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. John, tell a friend. Give me a score prediction. I'm hooking you up with a T-shirt. Whoever's closest wins the T-shirt tonight. So we're excited for game day and uh, like you given your score prediction i am i figured we'd wait for the end of the show would you like to do it now or we can no that's fine i'm I'm fine i will i I will go ahead and start with my prediction because let's go ahead and knock that out so i think tonight uh tennessee wins 56 to 17 i think a lot of that is garbage points but my real prediction would be along the lines of um, 35 to 6 um, at halftime. That's the prediction I would like to make because I think that it's going to be over by half. So then you have garbage points, and I don't know that we really learn a lot from that, Amanda, but I, I that's the prediction I want to make for the first Two and a half quarters or so. That is that makes sense. But I'll stick at fifty six to uh, fifty six to sixteen. How about that? Okay. So mine. <clears throat> oh, I'm gonna say forty eight to seventeen is mine. Forty eight to seventeen. All right. Yep. All right. Again, uh, we see you, Rod. Hit that like. It's 31 oh. points. It's the spread. I know. I, I I should think like that. I don't. That's why you're that's why you're here. Rod says 56 to 9 balls. So I think that's very possible. Uh so what you're thinking is a lot, Rod, like what I am thinking, and that is Tennessee is able to get some stops, as Amanda pointed out yesterday in the red zone. I mean, that's ultimately going that's to all be you need. Just stop him in the red zone. The the days of defenses not letting teams make it to, you know, over the 50 is, is gone. I mean, it is. The 2011 Alabama LSU is gone. Yep. Agreed. And I kind of missed that kind of ball, but that's fact. Yeah. I was at that game, the game of the century or whatever. It was so incredibly boring. <laughs> That's fair. I do. Um, I like defensive games, but when I say defensive games, I mean like twenty-one to seventeen. Yeah, not eleven to nine or whatever it was. <laughs> couple, couple minutes with John Adams as John's 
appearance is brought to you by Big Orange Phillies right there on Maynardville Pike. It is in North Knoxville. You will absolutely love it. Great food, family environment. It's just phenomenal. So check it out. Big Orange Phillies, again, is right there and easy to find on Maynardville Pike. Just Google Big Orange Phillies and Biles Automotive Group on Callahan. Integrity means something. That's why Biles Automotive Group is where you should go for your car shopping. A bit with John Adams on Off the Hook Sports with Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker. Oh, John, John, it's like, like it's, it's like, like for Tennessee, I think Tennessee fans need to look at this as it's buying versus renting. So they were able to get a short-term kick out of Nico and being able to get him on campus, highest-rated player we think ever at Tennessee, uh, to commit, and uh, he will sign and enroll in January. But the long term is, I believe, having covered covered recruiting for way too many years, that there are a lot of incoming prospects that will see how your guys are living. You know, are they driving a beat up Toyota or are they driving a big new pickup truck from Viles Automotive Group? There is a big difference. Are they taking you out to eat at Crystal's or are you going to Big Orange Phillies? That's where I am on this whole thing, John. And I I think that when Tennessee has visitors and they see their players are living right, because Knoxville ain't Starkville. There's more money to be thrown around 85 scholarship players. I think that's where it really benefits Tennessee long term. I I think some fans are looking at this, the short term lick. Let's get it. No, long term, I think it's where it helps Tennessee. Well, I I saw where Texas Tech is paying everybody $25,000 a year. Okay. I would say you split it up. Okay. Yeah. So, but, but the point being, they're not actually giving a recruit that money, but they're saying what we're going to do. So to me, that's a good move. You, so the recruit, you're right. When the recruit check comes to Tennessee or goes to Alabama or wherever, he should have a good idea of what prosperity looks like and how the guys that are already there, if they're saying, Man, I, I need to take out a loan just to to eat this summer. I, I that's not what they want to hear. Uh and yeah, they can look at the cars they're driving. And we we know the kind of cars some of those guys were driving when there was no such thing as name, image, and likeness. It was all name, image, and under the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so be sure and check out. Uh, John Adams on OffTheHookSports.com with Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker. It is Chris Landry. Right after this, we'll be back. And how about exactly two minutes? Bam. Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli South subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. 
This is Al's List Barbecue Supplies, so come on in. See all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help, so you can produce the best barbecue in a maze for your family and friends. Barbecue is America's food. We'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Nest Barbecue, where Chattanooga goes to grill. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasti's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasti Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. All right, now we're joined by Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com as he kind of snuck up on me. Wow, this, this commercials fly by fast. That means we're back into the content you want. Go ahead and get on board and give us a prediction for the game tonight. And the closest one to the score will win a hooker T-shirt. I'll let you decide the size because you, you know, you might not want your wife to wear it, but that's up to you. Chris Landry wow. What's that? Well, well, I mean, if it says hooker across the front, it works for a year. You want me to wear mine all the time. But I know you're not a hooker. Other people don't know that. It's like just advertising. People are like, how much? And I'm like, what? They're like, oh. I'm like, oh. Ha, 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 ha. Okay, before I've only lost it like in 25 years on the air, like three times. So before I do it, I'm gonna get serious. Chris Henry of LandryFootball.com joins us now. Chris, a, a happy game day from Knoxville. How are happy you? Happy game day. I feel like I just walked into something like a hornet's nest. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what in the world it is, but that, that's a game day edition of game day. How about that? You know, you don't have that very often. Uh, you know, on Thursday appearance in a Thursday game so yeah, it's uh it's a good little setup I was thinking about it with the you know for Tennessee you know play on a Thursday and to get what is kind of like a mini open day you know meaning you can get get some work done and then you get you get a little time to heal before you go into week two I think it's uh, it's, it's it's good for them you know obviously if you're gonna have a Thursday game I'd like to have it on the first week where you got plenty of time to prepare. You can start practice early. There's a lot of benefits. So, yeah, it's going to be fun to see. I don't know that it'll be a, a an enjoyable game to watch. You know, I don't know how many people are going to it, it could be compelled. And uh, Tennessee fans will like it, though. I think it's going to be uh, – Ball State's going to have a hard time uh, matching up with them. Oh, man, I uh, wants to jump in here, but Chris, let's just – let me start with what do you think of Ball State? Can you give us kind of a, a thumbnail sketch? Because I looked at them early this morning. I've looked at them throughout the past mm-hmm. couple weeks. I don't, I don't see them hanging at all. No, the, 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 the issue is they really don't have much of a passing game. Um, you know, Paddock, John Paddock is an athletic guy. Uh, he's got some experience. They've got good receivers, but the ability to throw the football um, is, is very limited, he, you know, so that's going to be a problem in that defensively that's their strength, but it's not going to be a strength against this Tennessee offense. So what 
I foresee happening is them having to play from behind. And then you got, if you're Ball State, you, you got to abandon the run. And I just think that's that's an issue. Look, Johannes Taylor is really good. Jason Jackson's good Mac players. Um, Carson Steele is a good Mac running back. But I just think this is going to be very, very difficult to keep it competitive. In essence, the way I like to describe it in, 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 in certain vernaculars mm-hmm. is, you know, they can't really compete. Tennessee's going to have to allow them to compete. And we see that happen sometimes. We see teams play sloppy and turn it over and it's first game, it's second, whatever it is. Uh, that could happen because you never know, but it's that's going to be all up to Tennessee. I think Tennessee will kind of make this game whatever they want to make out of it or whatever they're capable of making out of it. So what do you expect to see from Hendon Hooker tonight, and how long do you think he'll actually stay in the game? I expect him to move the, the offense very effectively. I, I expect him to have you – know, I don't worry about numbers. I think it'll be – I think they'll be balanced. I think that they'll, they'll they'll score a lot of points. I think he's going to play well. Um, how long they play will depend on two things. One, do you have the game out of hand? I mean, this is this is one of the things where you know what's a big enough lead to where you want to take the foot off the pedal or at least get some other people some work. Um, two is how much work do you want to give? You know, might say, well, well, Hendon Hooker's fine, but how much work you want to give some of the frontline guys and do you want to have him in it? So I, I just think that I would say if I was just going to gander, and this is trying to factor in when this game is going to be out of hand, I would say that he's going to start the second half and he's going to play some percentage of the third quarter, maybe half of it, maybe all of it. And, again, I think the variable of how much – is going to be what I just talked about. If he goes into the fourth quarter, is because it's a 17-point game and, you know, you're not playing well and you're sloppy, you, you may want to work those guys a little more. So that's kind of how I see it. But I would guess it somewhere mid-third quarter, end of third quarter is where he might take up uh, a seat. How do you define success, Chris, from a coach's perspective? Um, with Tennessee's defense, how would you define a successful night? How, it's how well you execute, how well, obviously, in the run game you fill your gaps, how well you tackle, how well you leverage the outside run, how well you play good technique and pass coverage, um, how well do you come off the ball in pass rush situations. It's all about what you're teaching, what you have taught, and how well they're executing. Folks, it's not about how many sacks, how many not. I mean, those things are going to be relative to who you're playing. You have to play to a standard of what you want your guys to play. I call this playing through an opponent, meaning you can't look at the results and say, boy, they're really good. Look at how many yards. Look look at how many. That's going – all of that tells you is the result of how you were against a given opponent on a given day. What you have to do is see how guys play, how hard they play, you know, the effort, assignment, execution. That's what matters in any game. If you do that, the result will take care of itself. The result will be just that, the result of it. It's just like anything else. You just don't go out and have a good day. It's how you prepare yourself to have a good day. And that's, that's to me, 
where you can come out of a game with a win and think you got something going that you really don't. And sometimes you can play really well and lose a game and you can feel a little bit more positive about where you're going, even though you feel completely negative about the loss. So in this type of game, I just think it's all about you and it's all about trying to get better. And it's all about building towards week two, because you got to build, you got to build some momentum and you got to go through what you don't want to have to do is next week's in practice to spend extra time in what we call correction period. Correction. That sounds like I spent most of high school going through correction periods. Well, yeah, no. So what you do is based on film, we struggled with A, B, and C. So we're going to spend extra time in individuals or team to work on that. Okay. The more you have to do that, the less you can advance. Think about it in school. You ever been? I can remember situations where the math teacher would teach something and nobody's getting it. So they just they have to go back and redo that chapter again. And so it, it maybe slows you down. Maybe you don't get as far into it. You can only go as far as your weakest link. So if you're struggling in some areas, it may not maybe to the outside appear that, oh, everything's great because we're 3-0, and we're 4-0, whatever. But if you're not progressing, then where it's going to show up is against really good opponents. Whereas if you play well, you play sharp, and you build upon it, then you can start, hey, look, they're really doing a good job in all of these areas, let's add a little bit more on the plate. So now you become a little bit more versatile, you're a little bit more schematically difficult to play against better opponents. Whereas it doesn't do you any good to add more things to the plate if they can't handle things currently on the plate is another way to describe it. So that's what I look for in games like this. You, you can't look at it. And that, that applies to, to everybody that's playing this type of an opponent this week. Um, what you're looking for as a coach. So I know that you are much more in depth at football than a lot of people, um, considering your, your background, your experience and all that. Is there a point in the game where, especially a game like this, where you go, uh Oh, this is, there's, there's trouble in our defense. Even if you can't see it, like even if normal people can't see it, is there a point where you're watching it and going, uh-oh, that's a weak spot, or uh-oh, that's going to be a problem moving forward against big-time opponents? Great question. Y- y- yes, but, Amanda and Dave, you you, you kind of have a feel through practice if you're going to have a problem and you've adjusted. So let's just take it to, to the game. And you really are struggling. Let's just pick something up. They're really doing a poor job in coverage. Well, what is the problem? You already know physically what your guys can or can't do. If this, you know, if a guy is not a real good coverage guy, he doesn't have the athletic ability to do it, you don't really need this game to know it. You already know it. But here's where, to your point, if you make a lot of assignment errors, then you start thinking, okay, did we give them too much? Are they not picking it up? well enough that we need to go simplify it, which everybody says, oh, simplify it. There you go. We got, well, the, the more you simplify, the easier it is for your guys to run, but the easier it is for an opponent to attack. So yeah, there are times where it's like, we can't, we can't get these guys to, to understand how they've got to stay in their technique a little longer on those deeper routes. And so, what you do even during the course of the game, you, you try to recognize it and you try to adjust it during the game, but then 
that's where you make a note of it. You show it in film sessions and you try to spend that extra time in the correction period to, to fix it. So, you know, it's not a problem. So here's the issue. You can play really sloppy, really poor, but maybe there's different reasons for it. Maybe you just, you didn't work on something enough because you didn't have time to do it. And therefore you understand it. Maybe guys are a little bit dead legged and you figure we worked them a little too much and it doesn't necessarily send a sound alarm that, oh, they were just really sloppy in this game. That's the way it's going to be all year long. You never stay the same. You either get better or you get worse. It, it, you may beat every opponent by the same margin. You're never the same, though, because what you're having to do and how you're having to do it's different. So I look at it as constantly teaching, constantly learning, constantly adjusting. But, yes, you'll see things and say, well, we've, just, you know, we, we've got to get a little bit more out of this or that. And, and you go and say, let's go forward and try to, to put somebody either. There are two ways you can get better during the football season. Okay. Either get the guys that you're playing better or you get other guys on your team in the position to play. You get better guys. And if they're better, they probably would have shown it to this point, but, but sometimes it evolves. I mean, I go back last year, last year at this time we were doing this show It'd be, how good is Joe Milton going to be? What is that going to be like? How good is he? He's the guy. Because everybody was, you know, in Knoxville and everybody, oh, this guy can throw it through a brick wall. And this is good. perfect for Josh's system. Now, I don't, I don't want to, I hate saying this, but, but I, because it's after the fact, but at the time doing different radio and talking about it, I never believed in Joe Milton as a good fit because I don't think he gets the ball out time or rhythm or is accurate enough. Well, it, showed it in week one and now all of a sudden they became a different team so if you looked at week the early part of the schedule for tennessee you'd think oh my this is a problem i think quarterback's gonna be an issue then it became a strength so i think there's always hope yep um go ahead man my apologies no you're fine i was just uh, staring at that yep. uh, oh Chris's appearance brought to you in part by Craft Treats. W- want to remind you of Craft Treats. They have the full spectrum CBD treats for your pet, whether it's car ride anxiety or uh, maybe it is storm anxiety, like uh, my dog gets. My dog also is getting a little up there, like me and Chris. And so he's got some arthritis. He doesn't like jumping up on the bed very much anymore. So we're concerned. We give him Craft Treats, and he is uh, taken care of and feels much better. So. Uh, let me give some people a little bit of insight in, in, in into Chris. And uh, Chris also is a consultant for NFL teams and, and college programs. So you talk to an awful lot of coaches. What kind of vibe do you get? I'm not going to ask you specifically the vibe you get from Tennessee's coaches because I, I wouldn't want you to share anything that you're not comfortable with, but you can. Um, but what kind of vibe do you get from the SEC coaches you talk to about Tennessee? I think people were impressed with last year. I think there's, um, I mean, it's depending on who you're talking to. The um, <laughs> If you're talking to defensive coaches, they're like, oh, please, these guys are so tough to, you know, to deal with and, You know, I mean, it changes everything we do. We don't see anything quite like it. So we don't practice against that a lot. So we've got to change our communication system because we can't substitute as freely. So it's, it's, they, they are a little bit more of a, 
God, those guys. You know, you know, offensive coaches, um, you know, I mean, no, no one. I mean, you know, I, I, I would say no one looks at them and at this point fears what they do defensively. They, they, they feel like they can I, – I'll say this as a whole, and this was last year, and this year is a different year, and the film will, will tell you is most people felt like we, we can run on Tennessee and we can, and that's the game plan. We'll just run it offensively and we'll keep the offense off their offense off the field as much as possible. And then, you know, there's some teams, the, the better teams. And we saw that Tennessee really doesn't match up with the elite teams in the league, but the rest of them, I think match up very well. So it really does depend upon who you are, uh, meaning where they are and, and who they play against. So if you look at the conference teams, you pretty much can figure out the ones that are kind of at the level of Tennessee, you know, worry about them a little bit more when the elite teams, you know, feel like they're in pretty good shape. But, but I think overall what they're looking at is kind of where they're going to go, how much of a step up they're going to take, what they're going to look like, any adjustments. I think there's a little bit more of a anticipation of, you know, uh, this year, they have a little bit more of a feel. They've seen what the offense does and, and, and what the defense does as well. So they have a better feel for them now, as you always do when you've got a substantive amount of film to break down. It's when you a little bit familiar with what some of those guys have done, but it's the first-year coach. That, that becomes a little bit more challenging to figure out. Fair point. All right, uh, Chris. Uh, if you can, like 30 seconds or less, how do you see this game playing out tonight? I, I think it'll be maybe a little bit of a feeling out in the first quarter, barring any turnover, sloppy play by Tennessee. And I think it'll it'll be a gradual build. I think they'll probably score some points in the passing game pretty early. I think they'll be able to run it. I'm curious to see how they stay committed to the run. Again, level of competition is not going to be the same throughout the season, but I think that's going to be a part of it. Uh, I think they'll it, have an explosive spurt pretty early. And then, you know, I think it'll be more controlled in the second half. I don't know. I, I think, I mean, I think getting to 50 is, is very doable here. Um, I don't know that I see ball state getting more than 14, 17 ish points. And maybe uh, I'm curious to see if any of those are meaningful points early, you know, to, to keep the game close. I don't think so, but that's what's great about football, isn't it? You sit there and watch it, you never quite know. But I don't see this being as big of a threat. I don't see a, you know, anything like a Georgia Southern or anything that's a type of matchup that would cause Tennessee problems. And, of course, that's a different Tennessee regime and coaching staff. Can I ask one question? I'm sorry, before we go. What is it? Because I know a lot of people don't, probably don't get it, and I I had certainly haven't done my homework enough to know what's the difference between this team ball state and the team like Georgia Southern and why should Tennessee fans not fear that outcome? Well, I think the difference is, you know, kind of the the staff, um, yeah, the staff, the staff was a lot different in Tennessee. So they were really not communicating well and defensively they were a mess in terms of assignment. Um, and I think that their ability at Georgia State to run uh, an offense that had a little bit more versatility, they, they were just better offensively than this Ball State team appears to be to me uh, with some of their missing pieces. Now, I will say this. If, if quarterback plays well, 
you know, they've got a couple of receivers that can score some points. And, and I, I think I have to relate it to what they are in the Mac and they can be kind of a mid-level team in the Mac this year, maybe slightly above, but it's all going to depend on the quarterback position. That's the biggest concern I'd have for them. And so the difference is, is I don't think there's going to be a lot of plays that ball state can make on offense. So I don't want people because I think this game is going to go where Tennessee's defense is going to not give up a lot of points. I would not, you know, get overly excited and go dance and say the defense of Tennessee's back. This is not a litmus test, you know, uh, that they're going to face through the course of the SEC. I think people know that, but uh, that's the difference. Whereas I think I think they were a they were a hot mess against Georgia State. Just as a program was going on, they were just completely discombobulated. And it wasn't really that that team was great. It's just Tennessee was – they were miscommunication, crossing gaps. They were leaving gaps uncovered because assignment-wise, there were two guys in one gap. And, and, and all of a sudden, you got – heck, an old man like me with a broken foot can could have gotten eight yards on some of those carries. It was just a disaster. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's uh, pretty bad. Pretty brutal. Uh, Chris, uh, appreciate hey, it. Appreciate it. Hey, quick, I don't know if you guys talked about it, but I am hearing Friday the vote. It looks like there's a probability now that they're going to vote the conference commissioners on a playoff expansion. And it looks like it looks like it's going to be a go. I'm, I, that's what I'm hearing. I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. But they're at 2026 with the possibility as early as 2024. So let's, let's pay attention to that Friday and see if that, that comes to fruition or if they table it, punt it for another meeting down the road. You know, those guys, they like to have, they like to have another meeting at a resort. So maybe they will table the vote until another resort meeting, but I'm hearing it now that it's gone further and further. Now the folks that were against it in the, in the, remember this, the alliance that they made, which was really a, not really an alliance. So I'm hearing that. Yeah. So that's a big picture. I know let's let's get to the football season, but that's pretty big news if that comes yeah. down the pike, if it comes uh, if it comes as early as 24, 2026 even, we can start to see it. But anyway, always yeah. great to be with you guys. Yeah, dropping Thanks. dropping bombs on us. Uh what 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 changed things recently where you think this will this will actually the, happen? The, the big well, remember, they trotted out the big 10 and the Pac-12 and the ACC alliance, you know, let's hold on. Yeah. Well, that had lasted. How long did that alliance work? Uh, Pac-12, when you got rated, you got you, two schools from LA got rated. It, it's, it's basically all they were doing in the alliance is to say, we're going to try to stand up to the big bad bullies of the SEC and we're going to have this alliance and make a press conference. And say, well, that that's what's that was just all. And remember, it was an eight to three vote to go to a 12 team playoff before the Texas Oklahoma announcement. So, nothing which changed is really nothing other than the circumstances. People need to kind of see it. Uh, the other thing I'm sure you've probably heard the Big 12 is wants to open up their TV uh, negotiations early. Mm, yeah. And if they I saw do that. that, they're willing to possibly in those negotiations because they want to get ahead of the Pac-12 on the TV deal 
and that could lead to Oklahoma and Texas coming in earlier. So there's some potential big picture news that we we prefer that if it happened in July, but you know since it's happened, they drop it on us in September. We you know it happens when it happens. So let's follow that and see. But why would they do that? Why would they drop it like now? Why would they, you mean you talking the Big Twelve thing or are you talking the the playoff thing? Oh, you mean what? No, it's not really dropping it. I, I just think that what's happened is this is the first time they've had a chance to get together post USC UCLA, you know, movement. That's that's what it is. I don't think they, I, I don't think they're trying to drop it now. I, I think the circumstances lead to it to where okay, let's get it done. I'm very curious to see what Big Ten stance is because they were against any automatic bids at all. Whereas, you know, others, you know, so I, who knows? I, I will believe it, that they voted on it when I hear it, because those guys tend to, and, and ladies, there's a couple of, you know, that the commissioners that will not necessarily agree on everything, but, I, but it's sounding like from the inside that, yeah, you know, they talk and they know kind of how they're going to vote. It sounds like it's probably going to happen. Yeah. You got, you got some of uh, Amanda's journalistic insight there. She's thinking, why would you drop it on a Friday afternoon? That's usually a news dump for bad news. It happened with us last week. Well, with McCoy. Yeah, so, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, but that that is, yeah, that. The, some, this is they're not dropping. What right. they're doing is meeting. Right. Friday, I'm understanding, and I think I don't know what it takes in their, you know, in their their meet. What it takes to get a vote, but I'm hearing that they could vote Friday. So I think it's just. That's just the general timing. I don't think they really wow. like it being that way. I think they don't like this stuff to, you know, go a different route. But I think this is just kind of the way it is. But we'll see. You know, it'll add a little spice to where when we go through the season, uh, we can focus on the football. But then we know that, uh, you know, playoffs could be coming. And this, these two teams could be, you know, those things are going to be interesting to follow. Everybody's back from vacation, I guess. Beautiful. Chris, I love it, man. Great stuff. Thank you. Okay. All right. I'll take care. Have a good one. Chris. Thanks, Chris. Who needs Woj bombs when you got land bombs? What? I need to work on that. <laughs> I need to be gone. I don't know what that meant. Woj bomb is at uh, Wojgowski, however you pronounce his name, works for ESPN. He's the one who's really tied in the NBA. So when he drops something, it's he breaks news like almost every other day. They call it Woj Is bomb. that that bigger guy? No, I like him, Brian Winhorst. I do like him, yeah. He he right. made the very smart idea of getting very close to LeBron when he was 17 years old, and then moved to Miami, covered him there, and but you know that relationship has paid dividends. So, but anyway, the we got land bombs. We're gonna I couldn't stand it that long. Being around LeBron or being in Miami or both. Being around LeBron for that long. Yeah, I think he's, I'd rather not. I think he's probably slowly gotten pushed out of the circle. Um, Honeybee's coffee. Amanda's probably drinking it right now, and it's phenomenal. Great job, Norris, there at Honeybee's Coffee. It's the bees, not the bucks. Why is the coffee so great, Amanda? I, I honestly don't know. I know that. <laughs> I know that a lot of people say the bucks has like a crack in their coffee because everybody's oh. so addicted to it. Like they have to be doing something like that. Um, I don't know. I don't think Honeybee's doing that, but the coffee is that good. 
Like it's, it's just that good. And I know they, you know, the top yeah. 5% of beans in the world and, you know, veteran owned and all that, that we always preach, but it's just good. Like it's just good coffee. I don't know. It really is. I've said it before. I do not drink coffee. I have three cups and I, Norris was looking at me like, what? are you like a huge coffee drinker? I said, no, it's like the first cup of coffee I've had in probably a year. When I first started working out and I needed the caffeine, probably a year and a half. When we met with Norris, it had been a year since I had a cup of coffee and I had three cups on the spot. And now I'm a huge monster fan. How about Cooper Mays talking about going against Ball State from an offensive standpoint? How will Ball State defend Tennessee? There's a bit of an unknown there. Tennessee Center visited with, with us on the Vol Report, and it's brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning, where integrity matters. That's why they've been in business for over 50 years. Tennessee Center, Cooper Mays on what will see tonight against Ball State. It's hard to prepare not knowing like a certainty of whether you're going to play or where you're going to, you know, it's, it's hard. It, just not having solid ground on anything makes everything have a little bit more anxiety about it. I remember Cade um, didn't get eligible until like right up at the beginning of the season. So that was, I do remember that being kind of like a little bit of something that would, would kind of torment him a little bit. So yeah, it, it, it stinks, but it's how things go with NCAA. I'm sure it, it it, everything's a different case and they've got to look at everything thoroughly and everything. So I'm sure it's, you know, not just as easy as signing something off or whatever. Yeah. And I apologize. He was talking about Brew McCoy being eligible. So he went through that with his brother. How big of a factor will Brew McCoy be tonight? Amanda? I mean, for all the hype that this is, you know, this situation, and I know we've talked about it in the, and it's more, I think, along the fact of, is a university going too far and trying to punish a, a former player or a player or, you know, what have you. Um, that's been the fascination, but also because of the story, everyone's going to have eyes on Drew McCoy tonight. They are. And I hope for his sake that he is just phenomenal and the talk of the town just because of, and it's not necessarily his fault about the, everyone being so fascinated by the story. It's more of, I believe, USC's fault. However, a lot of eyes are going to be on him, especially it's like the first, and I don't count Vandy Hawaii, and I will never count it. That is not the first SEC game of 2022. I refuse to believe that. That is a Hawaiian vacation, and some da- someone at 1030 at night decided to pass a football around. Anywho, continuing on with that, all eyes are going to be on this game tonight. It's the kickoff to the SEC season. Brew McCoy, God bless you, man. Does he catch the touchdown pass tonight? If he doesn't, I mean, I, I would be I would be very, very surprised if he doesn't. Yeah, I think you will, too. Yeah. I don't know if there's a bet on that. I would take it, though. So you would you well again you're you're the person who's gambling better than me. So prop bet would you put it at half? So it's one or zero, or would you put it at one and a half more than one? I'm not gonna let you take one. One's kind of the easy way out. No, I'd take it. I'd take over under half. I would I would take the over on that. I'd take the half. I wouldn't take the I would not if it was one and a half, I wouldn't touch it. Totally agree. 
Rod, thank you. Uh, Chris is awesome. He says, great chat with Mr. Landry. He'll be a regular guest with us as we get into a regular game week. Thursday's a little bit different, but Chris will join us each and every week on Monday and Thursday. Uh, excited to tell you that uh, also we'll be visiting with Jonathan Crompton, former Tennessee quarterback, every Friday. Tomorrow on the program, Josh Ward from the Sports Animal will join us. John Adams, a frequent guest. So we're excited to be joined by those guys. So coming up, it'll be Jacob Warren. And we're going to get to some message board bingo uh, here momentarily. So we are back in just two minutes. Terry Viles here, Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasti's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasti Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. This is Steve Rain. I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct service station here in Ottawa. It's not a fancy place, never has been, but it's a clean place with clean restrooms and good folks who work here. We sell gas, fix cars, nothing glamorous, but we love what we do and we're going to keep doing it for a long time to come. There's not many real service stations left and that's a shame. We're the guys just like the guys back in your hometown. We'll fix your tire, change your oil, and put a new set of Michelins on your car. If you want a Twinkie, you'll just have to keep on going. Thanks for the business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. There's repair. Oh, message board bingo coming up. I can already tell she's throwing heat. Coach uh, Lance is going to join us. Do want to get Quick comment from our, uh, our own Jacob Warren, Tennessee's own Jacob Warren, buddy. He is a part of Off the Hook Sports. You can check him out on the Ball Report. Starting fast. It's kind of a stupid thing for a lot of people to say because nobody says, I want to go out there and start slow. But Some people I, do. I guess, you want to start slow? In relationships, you do. <laughs> We're not talking about relationships. Yes. There's sometimes you want to start slow. Okay. All righty. That's good. Goes yeah. against the hooker saying, but that's fine. Yeah. That's a churn and burn. But let's go to uh, Jacob, Jacob Warren, Tennessee's uh, tight end, talks about getting off to a fast start. 
fast. Like that's what we do, right? We're trying yeah. to score as many as many points as possible. I know you don't literally mean play fast, but you mean just come out, you know, put score scoring drives, first three drives, we're trying to score touchdowns, right? I know that's what you mean, but but man, like that's how we play and that's kind of our identity. So I think going into week one, like that's gonna be the biggest thing is to man, come out hot, show everyone what we've been working on, all the the timing being perfect and um, running backs hitting holes and and just picking up a lot of yards, making it really exciting for the first uh, the first game of the season, and, and kind of show everyone what it's going to be like uh, as we get rolling throughout the whole season. I was talking to Cooper about this too. So you go into this game and and th- there's no surprise factor because last year maybe you surprised some people with the tempo, but now yeah. Ball State knows that's coming. Mm-hmm. He talked about it'll be interesting to see in the beginning of the game how they defend that. Did they drop somebody else in the coverage, um, or did they play it more straight up? So, how much of the first couple of series are fact finding missions yeah. for you guys as much as anything? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like we're <clears throat> as we install plays and we go through it in practice and talk about it and watch film and and everything like that. You know what you're watching um, from last year could be completely different from what it is that we're going to, that we're actually going to get, right. You know, say we prepare for, for four down, they play over to the field, every single snap, whatever, like this, how they played last year. And then now they come out on Thursday and they're in, you know, three down drop eight, everybody flying out of the box. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. And and we've been preparing for four down field over, you know what I mean? So, um, so we'll see what man is looking up. Close. Let's bring in Coach Lance. Uh, looking at his shoe collection back there. Yeah, what the, what's, what's going on with that? That's Jacob Warren brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden Man Alive. It's worth the drive. What's, what's going on with your shoe collection back there? No, There's, not his. Huh? Jacob Warren's. Oh, J- yeah. Oh, Jacob and Hendon are big shoe guys. No, I know that. I wrote I wrote an article on that, but oh, I yeah. was just noticing in the video, like I I took a screenshot and zoomed in. <laughs> he has his shoes just like. Yeah, that's a little bit better than Arian Foster having to beg for tacos. Coach Lance is 150 and 0. He sure is now. Uh, yeah. Wow. Hmm. Pretentiousness is at its best. Let's go pterodactyl in an interview. Coach Lance, how are you? Dave, I'm doing great. It is good to see you, Dave Hooker, Amanda LaGuardia. I love being on your old show. It's so fun. It's game day, guys. I'm just curious what type of gum you chew. Uh, this is uh, Eclipse. Eclipse. Okay, cool. Eclipse. Brought to you by Coach Lance. All right, uh, Coach Lance, we're going to play message board bingo. I'm ready. Uh, but but first, I do want to ask you your your thoughts on the game tonight. We'll get your official score prediction. Uh, Amanda is. Uh, I have the score predictions here. Uh, uh, Amanda and I both think it's going to be pretty one sided. Did you say you're at fifty six to six? I said fifty six to sixteen. Amanda, you said. I believe I said forty. Was it forty eight to seventeen? Is what I said. Forty eight to seventeen. All right. Yeah. Coach Lance, you want to go ahead and give your score prediction, or do you want to get to message board bingo? Let's give it right. 51 to 10. 51 to 10. Okay, so 50 51 to 10. 10. Yeah, we're going to score some points. We all know that. And uh, I think Ball State, they'll, they'll get themselves a touchdown and a field goal. Uh, that's about it. 
So remind us where you coach again. And in that, um, Coach Lance, can you tell us the most points you've ever scored against an opponent? Yeah, yeah. Chattahoochee Middle School in Chattahoochee, Tennessee, uh, fighting beavers. And uh, by the way, is uh, the Landry guy you had on, he's pretty smart. Um, I'm looking for an assistant coach. You think he might be available? Uh, I'll, I'll see what he can do, but I don't want to lose him with off-the-hook sports. But, we'll, yeah, I think okay. that there's a possibility there. All right, the most points we ever scored in the game was 100. Even? Eight, right on the dot, yeah. It's rarely done. I probably Some never. safeties in there. There's a couple safeties. Um, <laughs> there are two safeties. There we go. Two safeties. No field goals. Lots of touchdowns. Lots of touchdowns. Did you want to score an even 100? I mean, could you have scored 101? Did you go for too late to go from 98 to 100? Because an even 100 yeah. sounds even cooler than 101 or 99. Ask Wilt Chamberlain. It, exactly. Yeah, no, we, we stopped at 100. It was actually the third quarter. But we stopped at 100 <laughs> because we wanted to keep that 100 perfect, you know, the perfect score. So we just I put I put all my sixth graders in and they they played the rest of the game and we didn't score anything because they're no good. But uh, yeah. Well they're I, like 80 pounds. They're very small, very small people. <laughs> I played mainly eighth graders. Yeah. Yeah. So the sixth graders, they're basically garbage players is what you're telling me. Yeah, right? no, they're not ready. They're 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 just children. But the eighth graders, you know, I got some eighth graders with mustaches. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask. Yeah. yeah. Are is they there, all are they on testosterone? Are they on testosterone? Yes. Supplements? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Majorly. Yeah. We we get we give them a, a a powder shake with testosterone every practice before they go out. No birth certificates, right? We we've not required those yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So up. So theoretically, you could have a player on your team that is say 22 and you wouldn't be a hundred percent sure. I see where you're going with this, Dave. And it's nothing is impossible, but. Uh, Equality for all Dave. Equality I'm going to say, I'm going to say that they're all middle schoolers, whether they've been through middle school multiple times or not. I cannot confirm nor deny if this is their fourth year in eighth grade, but they are in eighth grade. Oh, okay. My yeah. mom coached, my mom coached a, or didn't coach. My mom uh, taught a 13-year-old in fifth grade. Pretty really? Good God. Yeah, he, he tried. I was 13 as a freshman. Yeah, he, he, he tried hard. So <laughs> he tried very hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah. let's go ahead and get to message board bingo and not make fun of people 40 years ago. Was he on your team, Coach Lance? Delfers, the thirteen-year-old, yeah, he, he might have been. What was his name? Harold. I had a kid named Sounds Harold right. that was uh, Don't thirteen in sixth grade. Don't trust anybody named Harold. Okay. All right. right. So let's get, get to message board so bingo. <laughs> Our message board bingo is now. All right. We should bring out a live panther tomorrow. Why not? Keep him on a leash like the Georgia Bulldog. Would be great fun in advertising. They could get a former player to walk him out. I think Coach Lance wants to go first. He's got his hand raised. I'm waiting on Amanda to call on me. Oh, yes, Coach Lance. Pitt. Dave? I'll go Pitt, too. It is Pitt. What, 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 what? 
Can you just pick the same answer as me? Oh, okay. So you automatically lose, Dave. Okay. Coach Lance won, Dave zero. <laughs> By default of letting me go first, you lose the first round. Sweet. Yeah. All right. So this one's a little bit harder. I am pretty confident we beat Clemson by two plus touchdowns. I think they proved last year that their reign is over. We should have one. We should have one O N E that game. E Z win here week one L F G. Well, now I got to think about who Clemson plays in week one. I can't even remember who it is because I feel like they just gave it away there. Yeah, they did. And I think. <laughs> you know, Googling. I'm not Googling it. No Googling, but you get to go first again. Oh, no, um, Dave, it's your turn to go first. It's oh, good, it's Dave's turn. Oh, it's Dave's turn to go first. Okay, well, I'm going to have to go to Georgia Tech. Dave cheated. I did not cheat. I he did Googled not Clemson's schedule. I, I, know they, I know they play Georgia Tech. 2-0, Coach Lance. Cheaters never win. Still undefeated. It spills so good. Okay. Cheaters never win. Cheaters never win. All right. Fire away. All right. <clears throat> Incredibly short-sighted, and so this team. It looks like I came up with that crap with Lincoln Logs, and I made fun of someone else for their half-butted stadium renovation. Butted. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a bad word. New uh, TV rights still announced for one gazillion dollars, and this team follows that up with this cartoon carnival. I'm now beyond baffled, but tis the way of the smartest guys in the room. The opportunity to make something special, and we hit a dribbler that doesn't get past the ladies' tee box. I'm stomped completely. <laughs> No idea. I'm going to go with Auburn because Amanda loves to make fun of Auburn. So I'll just go with the default as Auburn. Okay. First of all, Auburn didn't sign a one gazillion dollar TV deal. Who just signed a big TV deal? That would be the Big Ten. So it's obviously someone in the Big Ten. Who in the Big Ten is renovating their stadium? I don't know. I'll go Michigan. Oh. No, Coach Lance? He's first. Um, Wait, Dave guessed Michigan, so I'm just going to give you a hint, Coach Lance, after this. Okay. Starts with a P, but uh-huh. it's not Penn State. We're already gone Pitt. Pitt's not in the Big Ten. Right. I was just thinking P teams. Not Penn State, but starts with a P. In the Big Ten. In the Big Ten. Yeah, so she's, telling you, she's telling you right now, Coach Lance, you have to go P. It's okay. uh, I'll be right back. There's a. <laughs> I can be the straight guy to Coach Lance all day. Is long. it Princeton? That's not Big no, Ten. That's not Big Ten. Hold on, <laughs> Coach Lance. Lots of gum there going. Um, Lots of gum there going. Fine. Uh, sounds something like Bird View. Good <laughs> gracious. I don't know. Okay, who is it? The Purdue Boilermakers. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about them. I forgot they were even a team. That's darn 3-0 it. 3-0 Coach Lance. 
even Drew Brees forgot Purdue as a team, and he went there. No, that's that. Okay. Purdue's that team we beat in the bowl game last year, right? Yes. Yeah. That that after Drew Brees. Yeah. That, all right. So this one is called Coach Prime Time, and in parentheses, Deion Sanders. One name that hasn't been mentioned yet is Deion Sanders. Rule and O'Brien have more experience, but they don't have the recruiting pill like Prime. Surround Deion with great assistance and let Deion hit the recruiting trail. As a fan base, we need to let our voices known that we want Deion. It's time to be bold and bring the swagger that has been lacking at the program. P.S. I'll settle for Urban Meyer as he is a true winner. I have my hand up. How do you settle for Urban Meyer? Okay. All right. Dave, well, go ahead. His, his wife did. That's um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, huh? Good. Um, so I will say that it is Auburn because that it would, as crazy as I would have thought I was five years ago, that would not be the worst move in the world. Okay. That should tell you right there. It's not Auburn. Okay. They're not bright. Um, it is a Big Ten team. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, some people call it icy. Some people, you know, when it's winter time and there's stuff on the ground, that's their coach right now. Snow. Not snow. Their coach is not snow. Sweet. It's like ice. 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 Also something you put on cookies. Icing. Yes, but... Another thing. It's called something else. Um, let's, which one is it? Come on, Coach Lance. Give it to us. Big Ten team. Recently played. Got a little embarrassed. Oh. Uh, no, Nebraska. Nebraska. Yay! Coach Lance 5-0. Oh. Man, that feels good. I think that's 151-0 and oh for, the, for the record. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's keeping up with it. Where were you going with the um, icing? The corn husk? Frost. <laughs> frost. Oh, stop. Frost. Oh, oh frost. Oh, oh. Okay. Right. Was, thank you for calling that because I was confused too. Frosting. <laughs> All right. First, I tried to say the ice on the ground. It's not snow. You gave frost. us all the hints we could possibly need. I Emma. tried really hard yeah. on that. And if Dave hadn't raised his hand in the middle of the question to guess Auburn, then he might have gotten a hint too, but no. That was a good guess, Dave. Thank you. I do what I can, Coach Lance. I appreciate That's that. It's too smart for Auburn. Let's I recently saw a video about uh, some guy made a really funny video about Auburn and their uh, mascot, Tigers I, versus yeah. the War Eagles. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was that was very good. So yeah. how did, that was very, very good. How, how do we – and I, I, I laughed out loud. How do we follow your I work? Speaking of Coach Lance. Well, you can follow me uh, at Coach Lance UT. That's my Twitter handle. Uh, as you know, uh, And then I got a twin brother, Josh Mancuso. We have different last names. I don't know why my parents are weird, but he's also on there. You can follow him, too. Did your twin brother take his wife's name, maybe? That's what it is. Yep. 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 yep what yep. it is. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. That does that, ha- I guess, like. How often does that happen? Does that happen a lot? Does anybody know? Apparently a lot more now. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Coach Coach Lance UT and uh, CoachLanceDecker.com as well if you would like to get one of these um, beautiful shirts right here. 
I got my tank top and my sticker. I got mine too, but I want to say double thank you for the shirt mm-hmm. and the fact that you you sent a a, a large. Uh, I haven't been a large since I was like thirteen. Um, I put it on this morning actually, and uh, it looked like a schmedium. I was uh, I was flexing in the mirror. That's what I'm doing at five o'clock in the morning for people that want to know. Right. I put on my Coach Land shirt mm-hmm. and I pick up my traps. You know, yeah. so mm-hmm. that's that's what I do. That's what I was doing at five o'clock in the morning. So um, we have the same morning routine. I do the same thing. <laughs> so, so put on my Coach Land shirt. Amanda's a big trap gal. So, all right. Love the traps. Yeah. Coach Lance, you're doing a great job. Keep it up, buddy. I appreciate it. See you guys. It's been real. Bye. Coach Lance, you know, you're thinking of triceps and they don't jiggle. You're a lean, mean fighting machine. Uh, I'm not anything of the sort. The the traps are up here. Oh, yeah. No, mine are. Mine are good because I'm constantly doing this and I hold my tension in my shoulders. So since I'm stressed all the time, mine are like solid. Yep. Uh, totally understand that. Um, I overdo shrugs, which is probably the reason that I have traps and probably the reason that my shoulder bothers me. Pedigo Chattanooga is a locally owned store where you'll be treated like family as the region's foremost electric bike experts. They put their hearts into helping you find the perfect electric bike and get the most out of it for many, many years to come that is pedigo chattanooga so amanda lafrado we get to this day in sports history and this day in sports history is right about now as it is game day this day in sports history putting things in perspective exclusively on off the hook sports with dave hooker you're so old when you were a kid rainbows were black and white and amanda lafrata you kids on the block just called they wanted you as a backup dancer all right amanda lafrata what do we got all right so this day in sports history we have 1931 future baseball yeah 31. 19. Future Baseball Hall of Fame first baseman Lou Gehrig hits his third Grand Slam in four days and sixth homer in consecutive games in New York Yankees. Five to one win versus Boston Red Sox. Good gracious. He hit three Grand Slams in four days. Seriously? Yeah, apparently. Good. I mean, that's wow. We're, we live in a football world, but even today, don't you think that's probably the lead story on SportsCenter? Or I mean, it, it, yeah, it would have to be. That's just, I've never heard of any. I, I, I had no idea that anybody had done anything. I would have guessed that nobody's done two in a week. Um, yeah, I don't see that. That's pretty, golly. Um, all right, anything else on this day in sports history? Um. So... Uh, in 2006, Roger Goodell begins his tenure as NFL commissioner. What a sad day in sports. Hey, okay, I was going to ask you, A, B, C, D, F, how would you rate his tenure as commissioner? F. Okay, fair enough. Terrible. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, I, I'm going to go with the default that I'll go with every commissioner. Now, I know Paul Tagliabue 
did a lot of things way back in the day as far as the television deal. I'm, I'm aware of all of that. So he's kind of the difference. Um, but every other NFL commissioner is just a C, in my opinion. Because the reason I say that is because they're employees by the individual owners. So they're all average. They do what the owners tell them to do. They're not paid to have a spine. So they are what they are. It's it's a collective owner decision. But him in particular, uh, you know, we have forgotten a lot about the Ray Rice incident, how that was handled. It was handled very poorly. So by default, I go see. By that and what the other things that we don't know about, Amanda, I go F. See, my thing with the Ray Rice thing, that made me so mad. Because the only reason you went so hard on Ray Rice, you saw the video. You saw it. Like, you saw it before it came out. You know it was. They did. They saw it. And the only reason they went so hard is, A, it came out. And, B, because he was 30 and passed his prime. Those are the two reasons that they did what they did to Ray Rice. That was it. That was it. No no criminal charges against Ray Rice. His, His... victim slash wife slash whatever she was at the time did not press charges but there's video evidence and they did a lifetime ban because the only reason that he got a lifetime ban is because he was 30 years old and he was past his friend no, not that it is uh, no his yardage i think it also gone down uh, like eight uh per carry like eight tenths of a yard from the team yeah. this year. So now I don't doubt that at all. All right. So how do you see the game playing out tonight, Amanda? Just give me kind of a thumbnail sketch of what you see happening when Tennessee plays Ball State. All right. So this is the last thing I'm going to say about Ray Rice. The Tyreek Hill, if, if you really cared about, about humanity and about victims and all that stuff, Tyreek Kill would have been out of the league a long time ago. But continuing on. Right, so right. tonight's game, are we doing – Oh, no, never mind. We just did that. So tonight's game, what do I see happening? I see Tennessee coming out, scoring a lot, scoring fast. I see them taking Hendon Hooker out probably when you suggested the first, after the first drive of the third quarter. Um, Then I see them taking out some of their big players, you know, Trayvon Flowers, Jeremy Banks on the defensive side of the ball removing them from the game. And then I see ball state coming out and maybe scoring a couple of touchdowns and then kicking a field goal and then calling it a day. You, you sparked something in my mind that led to my prediction as well. I went heavy on field goals is I, I think Tennessee athletically will be better than boss. Well, they are, but we'll, that will show up in the red zone. And I think they will be able to hold, um, I don't think they're going to give up a bunch of yards either to Ball State, but I think there'll be a couple of drives that you know, Ball State gets something going and it ends in a field goal instead of a touchdown, which is why I settled on a field goal heavy score. I, I think that Hendon Hooker tonight throws uh, three touchdowns. I think that he is pulled in the uh, first drive after the first drive of the second half. I think Jabari Small has a big game in particular. I would I'll go ahead and say that he'll have, in limited duty, he'll have 100 all-purpose yards. I have very little question about that. But again, limited duty, we're assuming he's pulled by the third quarter. So that's still impressive. And then uh, the last thing I would add is I think Cedric Tillman, or excuse me, I think that Brew McCoy 
will catch a touchdown pass. I'm not saying they're going to force it to him, but I think he's been involved enough, and they believed all along that he was going to be available. So I don't think there's any holdover for just being eligible the week before. Now, had that come two days ago, maybe it's a little bit different, but I think he's a big part of the game plan because it came one week ago. So we'll see you tomorrow. How about eight? 30. We want to be a part of your day, so please hit that like and subscribe button. That subscribe button, we appreciate you so much. Uh, Jason says, final score, 63-10. to 10. And, Ooh, Jason. Yeah, and Trevor Ooh. says, I'll give him a Biden F. I think I know where your politics are. By the way, <laughs> isn't there a presidential speech uh, scheduled for seven? He needs to move that. There's. Uh, are there really? Is there really a presidential speech? Yes, we're is not. Is that a speech? I don't know what it is. I know. I just want to know. I want to know what drugs he's taking. I don't. She is Amanda Lafrada. I'm Dave. I do. I'll talk to you after this.